Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck yeah. Welcome to episode 235 of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Another Saturday edition as we enter, surprisingly, the month of August. And I guess uh, month four of the pandemic in the United States as the numbers continue to rise of COVID-19. This is Corey Richmond, joined as always by Jason Brooks. Jason, last day of the single life before the missus returns. how are you doing, and how is the repairing of the uh, the apartment going before uh, we have to go and back to married life? Yeah, no, things are good. I'm um, just doing a lot of cleaning today um, and just making sure things are, you know, ready for when she comes home. So, yeah, no, um, things are things are going okay. Things are going pretty well. Uh, seven days till my birthday, nine days to yours uh, yeah. as we go and celebrate the another year of our lives. Uh <laughs> So we did a, a watch along last week. Once again, you know, thank the guys uh, on Facebook, Wrestling Life, everybody there. Um, so it's been a crazy, crazy week in wrestling. Um, this is going to be more of a, you know, just overview type of show, not talking about, you know, the shows in general from the week, more of like a topic driven show. Uh, this week, I wanted to actually start with uh, a little bit with a women's wrestling uh now, we knew that over the last couple of weeks that AEW was going to be doing a, a women's 16-person tournament. Or the joke going around on this podcast has been they don't have 16 people on the roster. On, uh, on the show on Thursday, on Wednesday, actually, we found out that one of the participants was going to be the former Funkadactyl, um, Cameron. Cameron. Cam- Cam- Cameron. Well, Cameron. You know, so, favorite so, 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 so let's see. Impact gets Deanna Perrazzo and AEW gets Cameron. Good Cameron. Great. She's one of the worst wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. As a matter of fact, I remember when she got released and they talked to Naomi because Naomi was her friend and they kind of brought them in together. And Naomi's like, yeah, she didn't give a shit. Like, she didn't like wrestling and she wasn't very good at it and didn't improve. And now she's going to be an A. Now she's an AEW. Remember one of the clips that was uh, online was uh, like she was a meme where the fact that she pinned somebody, uh, she pinned some random uh, female wrestler backwards. Like she did the, the Kamala gimmick, you know, where she didn't realize she had to turn the girl over. To it's actually it's almost back. like it's almost like as good as AEW has been, it's almost like they want the women's division to be bad on purpose. I mean, of course, we're kidding when we say that, but. But the, the bigger the bigger thing, at least on my end on this, besides the fact that who knows how they're going to find 16 people to be in this tournament, when half of the good people in the roster are either, you know, are in Japan and can't come over or are hurt, like, you know, the Chris Statlanders of the world. But I know that you want to get the most important thing with most people is social media and everything else. But this tournament we found out is, yes, it's going to be a blind draw. You're going to get a color thing and all this stuff. You can't go and find out, you know, once you get your name, you can't change, you know, all that stuff. But the big thing coming out on Monday, and when we did the uh, the watch along, we didn't realize was that this whole tournament is taking place on Mondays, right before Royal, that's great, all right, you're in a wrestling mode, but it's taking place on YouTube. This is not happening on the shows that are happening on TNT, where people actually watch, you know, and you're winning a ratings war and all that other stuff. But Jay, what's your thoughts on the idea that you're gonna have to watch the show on YouTube, you know? Yeah, it's fine. I don't want to watch it on Wednesdays. I don't want to watch Cameron on my TV on Wednesdays. I want to watch her selectively. So I'm fine with it. Are you going That's to watch on uh, Mondays uh, at 7 o'clock? You could even it's, remember it's, this is on? It's going to be on Mondays. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. Maybe they'll have, maybe they'll actually sign women who are good. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll, they'll decide to sign some women who actually are good wrestlers. So if they do, then I think it could be interesting. Um, there's plenty of women who are new up and comers who we haven't seen, who we don't really know a lot about. Um, so maybe that'll be something. Um, if not, cause like, here's the, the other thing, Corey, forget that it's on YouTube, right? Cause AEW dark, cause AEW darks on YouTube and AEW dark has some really, really good matches oftentimes. Right. But how often are you watching it though? AEW dark. I don't watch it that often. I mean, it, but again, because, because I like wrestling. But I like stories more than anything. I like wrestling and then stories leading up to it. And then you have a good match to culminate that story. You know, I, a, a match for a match sake isn't always my, my cup of tea, unless it's like a new up and comer. Like I watch Brian Pillman Jr. Because 
I hadn't seen him. Uh, now that they're doing angles in AEW Dark, maybe I'll start watching it a little bit more or whatever. Um, so anyway, as far as this women's uh, tournament, here's the thing, Corey. What's the point of this? Is it just to get women some time? Get is it, is it, is it that, that well, well, we're not going to get anyone over. I mean, it's on YouTube. It's a blind, a blind draw tournament. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's going to get anyone over. I, I think the way women are getting over is through either really being really, really good wrestlers like Sheeta or being, you know, good babyface characters like Big Swole or being really good heels like Britt Baker and Nyla Rose. Those are probably, what, the foremost over women on the roster. And I think after that, it's like a huge drop-off. So, you know, and I think Penelope Ford could get there, but, like, we need to hear from her or whatever. So that's what's gotten some of these women over. But in, in a lot in a bunch of those cases, it's kind of been mic work and things like that, not counting Riho and stuff like that who's, who's not here. Um, so I don't, I don't think the tournament is going to get anyone over. Maybe it's a way to show new talent. I, I, Corey, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what the, what the point of this is. Yeah, I, and that's, I think, is one of the major problems. Unless, unless the point is to eventually have a women's tag team title, which I think would be literally the worst idea ever. Way too soon for that, yeah. Uh, if there's not a women's tag title in NXT, there certainly should not be a women's uh, title on, uh, in AEW. You know, if AEW gets more women, has another show... You know what I mean? Like, for as much as we can rip the WWE women's tag team titles, now that Sasha and Bailey have it, they've done a really good job with the belts. Um, but, yeah, so. Yes, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's interesting um, where this goes. I mean, if the idea is just to, you know, to maybe set up other angles, do you have more than two women's feuds at a time? I mean, right now, AW has one and a half women's feuds going on. We have whoever is going to most likely face Sheeta at All Out. And you have the really good Britt Baker when she comes back, fully healed from injury versus Big Swole, which I think is the slow build is really doing well, especially on what they're doing with the, with the fact that Britt Baker can't wrestle because she's not fully healed yet from the leg injury. And, you know, they're doing the best they can because Statlander's hurt. Penelope Ford is, you know, she's not hurt, but, you know, she's on TV when she's on TV. And you got to figure out what you're going to do with Nyla Rose or, so, I mean, if the, if the part, if the, if what's going to happen as, a, and like I said, and also you've got the newer girl is part of the dark order. So, I mean, you're doing slowly building things here and there. We'll see how that, well, that goes. But if the idea of this tournament is to develop new feuds and new ideas, that's cool. But my problem is, yeah, a lot of people for, you know, YouTube wise watch being the elite and every once in a while you're going to be elite reference on on you know on the t on the uh, on the show on TNT, but if people aren't going to know, yes, we, we did a watch along, so we weren't listening to the audio. But you know, how many times besides the one graphic did they even tell you that the show was on YouTube? Like I went and looked back yeah. and realized it. You know, so I mean, YouTube is great, and yeah, our genius president is you know banning TikTok or whatever other things, another social media thing. That's for another show, of course. But the idea of there's, of course, there's a lot of people on social media, but when your bread and butter is your TV, you got to let people know quite a bit on your TV. No, Corey, you can't, you can't be put, you can't be putting these matches on TV. You can't be putting Nyla Rose and Cameron against Penelope Ford and, you know, the latest women's ham and egg are on TV. And don't have the put, You could put on, why, put, why not put it on YouTube? They put AEW Dark on YouTube and that's sometimes for up and comers. Why not put it on YouTube? What's wrong with putting it on YouTube? I have, no, I have no problem with it. I think it's a good vehicle. Um, and if there's a good match, they could maybe highlight that on, on AW Dynamite. They could talk about the tournament. They could, show, they could do like a weekly, you know, 30-second, minute or two package on the, the women's tournament and, and the matches that were good or not good. I think they could weave it into Dynamite while also trying to hook viewers into saying, oh, I want to watch it on YouTube. Uh, NWA Power was on YouTube and did wonderful. So if you have a good product, people will find it. I don't care that it's on YouTube. They're in a ratings war. They, they're, other than what the five women we mentioned, their women's roster leaves a lot to be desired. People are going to turn off. If they're watching Cameron in a match, in a, a match against anyone, they're turning the channel. So they're in a ratings war. So, uh, yeah, I, I completely disagree with you. I, I think the tournament itself, I think, doesn't really make a lot of sense. I think they should do 
a tournament for the to see to crown you know for the number one contender. I think that would be interesting. Um, but you know they're they're doing this gimmick tournament. Maybe get some women over. I don't know. I don't know. I, I get the other question is Corey. Are you gonna now again? We do a, a wrestling podcast, so uh, we're the marks of the marks. But do you intend on watching this on Monday at seven o'clock when it's on? Most likely not. I mean, it's gonna. Uh, this is one of those things that's gonna be really like a word of mouth type of thing where just like, you know, for years when it came to impact wrestling or ROH or a lot of these fringe products, and maybe because it's AEW, there's a better chance. But if I see, you know, the John Pollocks or, you know, some of these other people who have clout in the industry are telling me that this was a really good match or something happened that matters, there's a better chance I'll watch it before the show. But, you know, maybe the first week because of just see how the concept works out. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, yeah, too. That's mean, what I was thinking, too. I'll, I'll watch the first week. I'm sure you're going to watch, and you're going to tell me if a match is good or, or not good. Yeah. If they're doing angles, you know, that, that, if they're doing angles, I might watch. I, I won't watch full matches. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's, like, the good <laughs> women on the roster. Um, so I, I will probably watch sparingly. And if there's a good match or two, maybe I'll watch that. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I, I fully, and we'll end this right here on this, but I fully expect that, you know, most likely Nyla Rose will, you know, they'll lose whoever they face, almost likely lose. And it'll be because Cameron or Ariana, whatever her name will be, screws up. And then the following, following Wednesday, we'll see, you know, Nyla Rose kill Ariana maybe in a match you know, that will last like 60 seconds. And that's where this all leads to just Nyla, you know, killing somebody maybe, or in two weeks or the unlikely story of her, you know, pushing, being the, the whole tie idea for the team, and they go to the finals, you know, or something. You know, I could see a story where it just basically ends with Nyla killing killing her, you know, because she screwed up or something. So like, that could be a story they tell, which may not be the worst thing in the world here. But, uh, but Jay, let's move on. Uh, on Friday on SmackDown, Je- Jeff Hardy uh, apparently might be done with Sheamus, maybe not. Um, Neither one of us loved the idea of Jeff Hardy being pushed in storylines with his personal life that much when it came to the whole entire idea of uh, his past with alcoholism. Although, although I'll be honest, and as much as this is horrible of me, but you know, listen, we're n- n- none of us are um, great all perfect all the time. When Seamus said to him, <laughs> "You know, I couldn't defeat you. You had your you had the the angel on your shoulder. Basically, you know, booze was your your you know, it was like a handicap match." I know it was very offensive. Um, it, it was very offensive, but he's like, Booze was your, you know, was, was your other a partner. Um, very offensive, but I don't know. It was actually like kind of funny. I don't think he meant it to be funny, but I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. But, but it brings up a point for me, and I don't know if you'll tell me uh, who cares, but I think Jeff Hardy with crowds, and like I said, everything right now is going on without crowds, so, you know, it's, who cares, but... I think Jeff Hardy, when there is crowds, still has that charisma that people care about him. But how do you how do you book uh, an aging star who isn't most likely shouldn't be in the main event angles anymore? But most likely, at least in my opinion, shouldn't be booked on the only way you're booking him is on the fact that you know he's a recovering alcoholic. I mean, how do you book a guy like Jeff Hardy to maybe not be the top guy in the company, but to still be you know, a mid-level star and somebody respectable, you know? I mean, he is a mid-level star. Um, he's more than a mid-level star. He's not a main eventer. Upper mid-card is, is I guess, the term they use, right? So right. I'd say he's the upper mid-card guy. And I think that's it, right? They're trying to figure out ways to get him involved. Now, it was dumb how they did it, but they're trying to get him involved and they're trying to keep him involved. I think it's fine to have him be a guy who's, look, I mean, I think he's younger than AJ Styles, or he's the same age as AJ Styles, and we're not talking about AJ Styles being old. So, Daniel, you know, you book him as just a tough, you know, tough badass. Well, you know, you know I, I mean that whatever, right? I mean the the bar thing we both agreed was was silly. Um, if if your point is that they shouldn't be uh, booking him as an upper mid card main event possibly level guy that i disagree with but do i do i think they should be doing this thing where he's like a recovering alcoholic no absolutely not so like i said so i think it's a tough idea of like how do you go i guess my point is 
how do you go, like, what type of stories do you want to do with a guy like a Jeff Good Hart stories. Uh, good stories. And it should baby, be baby fate. I mean, again, if we were writers, we'd be probably working for the WWE. But, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's ways to tell good stories that doesn't involve him being an alcoholic. Um, so, you know, we'll see what they do and if they, if they, if they get creative with him and, and kind of tell some different stories. Um, you know, maybe the next feud is with him and AJ Styles for the title. I think that would be for the IC title. I think that'd be interesting. Um, and I, I will say that it, this IC title definitely is meaning more with AJ as a champion. Um, as much as I vehemently disagree with his political views, um, uh, he's an extremely talented wrestler. And he's really made that title mean something. So um, maybe that's what maybe that's the next the next avenue they go down. I think that'd be um, interesting. Jeff Hardy against AJ Styles for the IC belt at SummerSlam, maybe. That could be an interesting idea. Or 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 you know what? Maybe you go and uh, this guy named Kofi Kingston's out for you know another five or six weeks, and uh, maybe you pull uh, the the Big E card and you go uh, Big E and uh, AJ at SummerSlam or. Yeah, you know. I mean, whatever. But I mean, we're talking specifically about Jeff Hardy, so right. you know that that that's one idea that that we could have for him. All right. Um, WWE decided they're adding another pay per view the week after SummerSlam. WWE Payback is returning. Uh, don't re never really thought this was a major pay per view to begin with. Uh, it was usually, I think, usually the pay per view that was, I think, usually I guess in in May, usually after uh, WrestleMania most years. It was. Like, as you say, payback, it was, you know, all right, I lost the Mania. We're doing rematches, basically. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's going to be the same. And like, that's, that's turned into extreme rules, right, basically? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, uh, payback is returning. It's going to be the week after SummerSlam. So, you know, I guess my point of view on this is simple. Usually I ask you first, but I'll just get mine out of here. Why are we adding another pay-per-view, especially the fact that, you know, we have stale wrestling? Why do we need another show? Payback's a bitch. We're going to hear that like 20 times the week leading up to the show. I don't know, Corey. It makes, it makes, it's nonsensical. It, it, it's nonsensical that they're going to have a show. I mean, they already you have got, $10. Like, why, like, why, like, why are they having another show? Like, what's the point? How are they going to build a show up in a week? Maybe they don't give a shit. It's like, hey, you know, here's a show and there's a show. And I, I don't, Corey, I don't know. Maybe maybe SummerSlam's not as long. Maybe it's not as big of a show. And you have the matches that would have been on the quote-unquote pre-show, and you put those on payback. Maybe it's a kind of a, a double build. You know, it's a build to SummerSlam and a build to payback. If they, if they do it like that, that could be smart. So, for instance, like maybe the main event of payback is like AJ Styles against Jeff Hardy or Big E for the IC title, and that's like the main event, which I think would be actually be pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, there's ways they could do it. Basically you have SummerSlam be cause SummerSlam was a pretty long show. It was like a WrestleMania length show. Maybe not that long, but it was getting like pretty long. So if you shorten the length of that and you put those matches on payback, I mean, they could make it, they could, they could make it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess you could see that. I mean, I know initially the talk was a couple of like a month or so ago, that the week after that there was talk about possibly doing like an evolution two with the, with the women's division of having, you know, a second one of those shows. And I guess, I guess they still talk about that, but I guess we don't know when that may or may not happen. So I guess that's still in the works possibly, but uh, we'll have to see, you know, when, when and if that show does happen. So I would much rather have seen, you know, an evolution two show than, you know, payback. This, that yeah, but I wouldn't want an evolution two show a week. I, I actually would rather them have payback and do, if they do like a double show, then have Women's Evolution too, because I mean, Sasha and Bailey are going to have a big match at SummerSlam, either against each other or against others. So, I don't want to see them have a big match, and then they're going to, then they're going to have a match, you know, the next week. That doesn't make sense to me. So we'll see what happens. So, okay, um, we're flying through some of these topics, so it's uh, good. Uh, all right, so. Neither one of us got a chance to hear the promo on Thursday, on Wednesday when we did the watch along. Um, I loved the Moxley uh, finding out who his possible contender at All Out would beat it. Love how the show ended where all of a sudden Darby Allen's facing him, 
kind of made no sense a little bit after after that. But uh, what do you think of the MJF uh, promo saying he wants to be the number one contender? Be your yeah. I think so. I think I think he kind of kind of forgot his ending. So like he was done with this promo, then he started waving, then they played his music, and then he's like. Oh yeah, and John Moxley, I'm challenging you at all. <laughs> I think he, he kind of went like, afterwards, and he, he basically said that wasn't supposed to happen. They they played my music too fast. Very- yeah, yeah. It was either that or he forgot or whatever. I mean, it's fine. Who cares? Um, no, it was good. It was good. Um, we, I mean, we 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 talked about it during that show on Wednesday, our live show. Is it too early? I think it's too early, personally. Um, but we also talk about the hot shot booking they've done with people. Brody Lee and Cage and all these guys and MJF, they have built him up real slow. He's won a lot of big feuds. I, I think he's undefeated. He's undefeated, yeah. I, yeah, he's undefeated. He's won a lot of big feuds. He's, I mean, he's won every feud he's been in because he's undefeated. He's won a lot of big matches. So, you know, why not? Why not shake things up and, and give him the give him the shot? Everyone, people love him. Um, so yeah, I, I think. I think this is an, this is not a bad time. See, and, and I think it just it comes down to the idea of I, I love the promo. I, it really built my interest for the match, but I think it just comes down to the simple idea: if you're not going to put the title on him, I don't do this feud now because I think he is the guy to win the title because I think he's your homegrown guy. I think that means something because at some point you got to put the title on somebody who's not a WWE castoff. I know the two WWE castoffs are. Two of the biggest guys in the company, your two biggest draws in uh, Moxley and Chris Jericho. So those aren't just like, oh my God, I'm putting the title on, you know, Matt Cordova, who just came into the company, the former Zack Ryder. But um, I think when you're going to do it, I don't think, you know, I think it's a great idea to have an undefeated champion, all those things, which makes him look super strong. And I just don't know if it's the right time to take the title off Moxley, because I think there's still a lot of things you can do with Moxley as champion. And we also have to remember, Corey, uh, we, we do this rush to change the title. MJF's 23 or 24 years old, or 20, whatever he right. is. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be in the company for years, which... Next 25 years, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think he said 25 years because Jericho's 49, by the way, because I think he's 24. Right. I think he said 25 years specifically because Jericho's 49. So I think that, I thought that was funny. If that was the intent, which I think it probably was. Um. But he's young. If he loses, if he loses the match, he can just whine and complain and do the heel thing and then come back strong. Like it won't hurt him that much if he loses this match. I don't, I don't disagree, but I don't know. I just like I said, I think it would be cool the fact that your homegrown guy, when he does win the title, it just it me, you know, it would be a pretty big thing. And uh, but that's, but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It would be right. So that's why you hold off. Wait, you wait a little bit longer. You wait a bit. You, know, a you little... don't do the match then. I don't know, but like I said, it looks yeah. Like but Corey, the... you have to have you. If you're, if we can't do this, the title needs to mean something, and it's he's got to lose the title. It's you can't, and and also, oh well, we're not gonna have a match because he might because he's gonna lose. Then then what are we doing here? We're gonna put him against Cage and Brody Lee and these people that we know he's gonna beat every time. That's I mean that's not something that I want to see, knowing that. There's no way the champion's ever going to lose. Like with Cage and Brody Lee, we knew he wasn't going to lose. Jack Swagger, he, we knew he wasn't going to lose. This is the one match where it's like, huh, he could lose. You know, it's, po- it's possible. And, I, and to me, that is more gripping than whether he loses it or not. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. And I guess and that goes into another subject I wanted to bring up. And this goes into a little bit bigger discussion here. So at the end of this week's AEW show, uh, we found out and it, that next, on next week's show, Moxley is facing Darby Allen for the AEW championship. So, and this brings up two points. One, it was a very similar thing that a lot of people had a problem with in regards to Monday Night Raw, where you have at the beginning of the show, Randy Orton goes and makes the challenge out to Drew McIntyre for the SummerSlam challenge. And before the match that Drew McIntyre has at the end of the night before Dolph Ziggler comes out. It was a non-title match and WWE explained during the midweek saying it's no longer a title match, but he accepts the challenge. So you know that Dolph Ziggler is not winning the match. That's, we know Dolph Ziggler's winning anyway, but you have the challenge made out for All Out. And then all of a sudden at the end of the show, you have Tony Schiavone saying, next week we have a world title match 
Moxley versus Darby Allen. So it's kind of like, all right, maybe Allen's going to win, but you've already kind of set up the idea that MJF is challenging Moxley for the title. The next week you've got Moxley versus Allen. In the back of your mind, aren't you kind of, as a fan, saying, how is Allen going to win the match if you've already kind of set up Moxley versus MJF? Well, a, a couple of things. One, I'm overthinking. I, I have said this to you before. I always like when a champion has multiple things going on. He okay. should. He should have multiple feuds. He's the fucking champion. Everybody should be going after him. Everyone and their grandmother should be like, I want to be the champion. I want to win that title. So he should have a lot of balls in his court. He should have a lot of things going on. I don't mind that. I don't love that they randomly just said he's going to have a title shot. I, I, I guess I was actually more annoyed by that. It wasn't like, you know, you build up Darby. You know, you have a video package of Darby Allen saying he wants the title. You know, they talk about his, 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 his record and how he's earned this title shot. It was kind of, oh, he's getting a title shot next week. So I don't mind that he's getting a shot next week. That's fine. It was the presentation of it. Um, that was the problem to me, um, to be honest with you. But he's going to have a title shot. We know there's no way he's going to win. Um, but we knew that about Swagger. We knew that about Cage. We knew that about Brody Lee. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a, a, a good match for sure. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and so, so let's get into, uh, I think for the first time in a while, we actually know, well, not think, we actually know what the two shows are going to be on next Wednesday. So these are the cards. Overview. AEW is going to have Cody Rhodes and, and the new uh, Matt Cordova, the former Zack Ryder, going up against... Is it, isn't it Cardona? Oh, sorry, Cardona. Who cares? The former Zack Ryder. Jesus. Poor man's uh, when you hear the Matt poor Cordova, man's name doesn't mean anything to you. When you hear Matt Cordova, do you think... Do you, does that say star? I mean, do you hear Zack You, keep, you keep calling him by the wrong name. Okay. Why, why didn't he change his name? Why is he just going by his regular, his, his, his regular name? He needs a gimmick name. Matt Cardona. That sounds like, um, you know, uh, your tax man. Uh, well, I think, I don't disagree. I, th- I, I kind of know, I kind of have an idea why that he's going by that name because of the fact that uh, him and uh, his former tag team partner, their, their YouTube show is so big. They have this YouTube show where they do uh, with uh, toys, which is like a huge YouTube channel and they go by their real names. I guess they have like, the fuck does that mean? Who cares about that? You're on a TV show. You're a following. No one is going to watch his show. No one's going to say, oh, Matt Cardona, toy guy, is on AEW. Let me watch AEW. No. They're going to watch the toy show because he does a toy show. Okay. I'm not saying no. I'm, I'm just saying I can understand that's. I think that's why. Well, it's a because dumb. The, uh, it's a it's a dumb reason. His okay. name is. Like I said, you have. Need, need, Jason Brooks, the wrestler. No, but no. We, we need a gimmick name. Right. Matt Cardona, come on. I don't disagree. It's, ter- it's not a great name. They're facing uh, Alex Reynolds and, and John Silva. Uh, you got that, should be, that should be a competitive match. Yeah, exactly. The, the Elite and FTR versus the Dark, uh, Dark Order. We've got a 10-man tag after this week of an 8-man. I'm sorry. This is the 12-man tag after last week's 10-man uh, tag. Should be really cool. Jericho and uh, Orange Cassidy in a debate with a special uh, – Debate uh, moderator, moderator, which that could be interesting. I wonder who that's going to be. Maybe, maybe we can get into that, but who, who knows? Uh, MJF will provide an update on his campaign, another good promo. And then we got Moxley versus Darby. And then on uh, NXT, we've got another triple threat match. We've got Damian Priest, Oni Lorcan, and the debuting Ridge Holland. We got an NXT tag team title match. Uh, the O'Reilly and Fish returning. Versus uh, Martel and Eichner. Number one uh, contenders match for the women's title. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai. Bronson Reed versus Shane Thorne. And then a non-title match, Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes. I think both those shows sound pretty good on paper. Yeah. I think NXT is definitely a stronger show. Um, definitely sounds like a stronger show. Um, but I think there's a good chance AEW is a more entertaining show. Because you're going to have the MJF promo. Um, you're going to have the Jericho moderator debate, which is going to be hilarious. So that's where that's, – and that's where NXT is always going to struggle. I think NXT show as a wrestling show has been better, continues to be better. 
as an overall show, it's a, it's kind of the same thing we've been talking about. Yeah, and and that week and on that Wednesday, the competition with the return sports so basketball. You'll have the I guess the second half of the Oklahoma City versus the Laker game, and the start of Toronto versus Orlando. So I mean, so I mean that's some interesting competition sports wise. And then uh, I didn't take a look to see what the the hockey uh, playoffs is, but I mean I'm sure the, those the hockey playoffs start next week. Hockey playoffs start today. It's starting right now. Oh, they're not doing what the NBA is doing, where they're having regular season games. This is just the playoffs. Yep, playoffs start today. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, no one, no one's watching hockey over, over. I mean, like if they're wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 basketball. I mean, hockey is a very niche sport. People love hockey. I'm not ripping hockey, but it doesn't have that that uh, cachet that NBA has or whatever. Um, no, but you're right. I mean, it's going to be – it's live sports, right? And uh, I know the NBA rating was was really good the first night. Uh, I know people are a bunch of black men kneeling, so they don't they don't want to watch. But uh, somehow uh, a lot of people seem to be watching. And the games have been really good. So, um, so yeah, I think that's going to be a, you know, difficult competition. We'll see what happens. It's very interesting that the ratings went up for NXT – um, it's, again, these margins are so fine, uh, 100,000, 150,000 people. The margins are just incredibly fine. So I still think AEW will win. Uh, you know, if you ask me what I think is going to happen, maybe not as in dominating fashion as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, but I, I do think they'll win. And, and, you know, and maybe we'll still have baseball at that time if, you know, not every team is, you know, coronavirus central at that point. But, you know, fingers crossed. You know, we have halfway decent fantasy baseball team we're doing together. Um, so, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Wednesday. Nobody knows what the hell WWE is doing on Monday. I don't even know if they we have any matches announced at this point. But, um, Jay, so we've kind of skirted around one of the biggest topics of the week coming out of uh, AEW. One of the central points of their announced team guy who usually is, uh, when it comes to an indie talent, and I think would have most likely helped the Warhorse Cody Rhodes match with maybe giving some context on his story and a lot of the stuff he's done. In he's kind of, he's kind of like, I think he kind of is like the glue, um, the glue that for, for Tony and Jr. Because yeah. they can be, you know, they, they, they're like really old school. Um, and they're, they're great. Jr. sometimes still struggles, but Tony has really been good. I've been very impressed with him. And, and Taz but, was a good filling. Oh yeah. And Taz, oh, Taz is, Taz has been, Taz is much better than he, <laughs> He's much better now than he was in the WWE because a lot of the, you know, they tell him what to say or whatever. But as just an announcer, he's, he's pretty solid. But anyway, Excalibur is definitely the one who kind of ties Tony and JR together. Right. So back, I believe it was like 13, somewhere like around 15, 17 years ago in PWG. Uh, well, Excalibur was not on the broadcast this past Wednesday. And a couple of weeks back, uh, video had come out online in regards to him, Kevin Owens, Human Tornado, and Disco Machine, where there was a angle in PWG where there was um, Excalibur used the, uh, the N-word a couple of times in a, uh, in a promo, and now on the, the backs of uh, the Speak Out movement and all of the other Black Lives Matter, and how Tony Khan, Tony Khan handled Sammy Guevara in regards to the Sasha Bank issue, it became very obvious that he most likely was taken off TV as a precaution on, you know, handling on how this happened. We're not going to go and, you know, play the video by any stretch because, you know, what was said is indefensible, but um, it was part of a wrestling angle. Just yeah, like so, here, so, here, so here, here's what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, during the match or, or during the promo, whatever he said, um, it's a it was about replacing him about replacing him in the match with um, uh, the the two wrestlers that you mentioned. You think you can replace Disco Machine with a racial slur against Latinos and a racial slur against Latinos? Um, and then I then I think he was that it. I thought they may have they may have. Said, said this wrong. I know they said that he used the N word. Yeah, and then a racial slur against word. against black people. Okay, right. yep. So, um, and Kevin Owens, by the way, also was involved in this and right. also used the the N word. Um, and so, 
So yeah, so now I, I didn't know this. Excalibur owned PWG. He's one of six people is a part owner of the company. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, and again, it kind of goes into the, and this is kind of what Forbes said, and it was interesting that hey, he was part owner of the company. He wasn't just a wrestler trying to get himself over. He was part owner of the company. He didn't need to use, he didn't need to use that word. Um, and so, I, I guess you know they've apologized since then. Uh, Owens has apologized. Excalibur's apologized. It's difficult, man. Like uh, as a black man to hear a wrestler use. I mean, the history of racism in wrestling is so, so bad. Yeah, it's such a bad history. And, you know, I think about and PWG's audience, obviously, very white audience or whatever, but, and you know, like, because of the, uh, uh, yeah, and, and, and Latino, yeah, and, and Latino, uh, but I, yeah, I don't know if it's that many people go to shows, I, yeah, whatever, but, like, if you're a Latino in the audience, or you're a black person in the audience, and you're hearing, that's like, you know, come on, and, I, you know, and I don't know if that was just to incite people, and blah, 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 obviously it was, but, man, we just don't need that stuff. Um, and this wasn't like, you know, in the 1970s. These are two guys who are Excalibur's what? In his mid-30s now? Maybe may, mid, in his 40s. Yeah. Maybe in his 40s. Kevin Owens, whatever. Kevin Owens is in his mid-30s, right? Like these guys were not, these guys were younger, but they still should have known better. Um, does that mean that he needs to be fired? I'm not saying that. I mean, it happened... 15 years ago or whatever it happened, whatever, however long ago it happened. 15, 17 years ago, right? I think it's hard to, I think it's hard to, to, um, it's, it's, it's hard to, to punish someone severely who did something horrible and said something horrible so many years ago when he was not employed by you. We had an incident with Josh Hader, who's a pitcher from the Brewers who said, who said something of, you know, a racist thing on Twitter that came out that he said years ago. Right. So, and I don't, I don't think they did anything, but we know, we know baseball history with racism. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's hard. I think keep them off TV. I think, yeah. I mean, suspending them is that makes sense, right? Yes. It happened 17 years ago, but you still did it. You know what I mean? You still did it. If he committed a crime 17 years ago, that would be, you know, people would talk about that possibly. So uh, it's better if he stays off TV for a little bit. But AW is in a tough spot, Corey. They're supposed to be the, the, the progressive company. They're supposed to be the company that had the Black Lives Matter uh, sign, uh, you know, uh, sign up, right? Uh, they don't have many prominent Black wrestlers, which is, which is a problem that they have as well. But, you know, I mean... Everyone in the company, all the, the EPs are all white. Everybody who controls everything in the company is white. The announcers are all white. Um, it, you know, it's, it's, you know it, it's tough. It's tough. Um, and so, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Obviously, the best thing right now is to keep him away from things. Um, maybe he says an apology on the air. You know, I think that would be, I think that would probably be appropriate, to be honest with you. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, but it's, it's, it's unfortunate because I like Excalibur as an announcer very much. And you know what? Here's the thing. He probably, I mean, he, he probably isn't a racist, but he did a really racist thing, right? And we talk about like the whole, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. He did a really, really racist thing and hopefully he doesn't have that hate in his heart. Um, maybe he does. I don't know. Hopefully he doesn't, you know? So, um, yeah, we'll see. But I think a, a suspension of a month, keep them off TV, um, and then maybe you kind of get back to things after a month. Maybe he does an apology. Maybe this goes away. Because, Corey, you tell me about the story. I didn't even know about it. So take get him off TV for a month. Maybe he does a mea culpa. Uh, maybe Tony Khan says, hey, we need to do more. Like, we need to make sure that we're promoting Black Lives Matter more often, putting making it a bigger part of our shows. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's tough. Like in a lot of these situations, where you know, as a white host, as a white host on this, you know, it's it's hard to go and have certain opinions on these things without making yourself sound almost stupid. But I mean, only thing I guess I would say, and I agree, the fact that this happened, you know, seventeen years ago, 
it was part of a storyline and you know these people are playing you know are playing characters i mean so it's a little bit of a rough situation when you're a part owner of the company so you would have and also yeah six one six part but you're you should have some sort of creative control where something like this happens Even he has complete has creative control right, I mean, that's that's, yeah yeah right i mean yes apparently uh human tornado wrestler was involved in it said you know that he wanted you know to bring you know race into it to bring heat towards his character make him come off as more as a baby face i mean only thing that's always weird is the fact that these guys are playing characters just like actors in movies when you have this type of language in movies like, you know, like the N-word and all these things being spewed. Like, you know, when you see a movie like, you know, Django Unchained and a lot of these- Wow, like, that was a movie. That, well, that was a movie based on slavery. That's right, not a, that's not a great, saying, that's you know, not a great. Like, like, great. Like, like a lot of these Quentin Tarantino movies where you have the N-word said like 400 times or a lot of different things where it's just like thrown out as just whatever. And you're sitting there going, all right, it's okay because these actors are just playing roles and these writers are, are just this part of their script. And it's like, sometimes, Sometimes it's a little hard to say, all right, these guys are playing actors in a movie, so it's okay, but a wrestler's reading a promo, and then it's not. So it's like, sometimes it's a little hard for me saying, how do we go, like, does someone like a Kevin Owens in WWE now, just, is there any blowback on him, or does Excalibur take all the blowback as a result? Like, does anything happen? Uh, you know, I think, I, I think, well, I think here's the, here's the thing. One, AW has promoted itself as a progressive company. Sure. Sonny Kiss, Nyla Rose uh, being transgender, right? So they've promoted themselves as this progressive company. So now they're in a position where, hey, you've promoted yourself as this progressive company. This guy said this thing. Now the, the actor, actor thing and the wrestler, wrestler thing. I understand what you're saying. To me, they're totally different because he, it, it's his line. Like no one, he didn't have a writer write that for him. That was his thought and his idea. Mm -hmm. um, so that's push that aside. The biggest racist in wrestling has been Vince McMahon. So let's 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 put that make that perfectly clear with his with um, the the stuff he's done. Um, but that being said, yeah, I mean, it, you know, Owens probably nothing will happen though because WWE's really you know they they say they're progressive but they don't really do much in terms of that. AEW has, has at least seemingly tried. That's why they're in a tough position because it's, you know, you're, you know, you're progressive and then you have this guy say this and then like, what do you do with him? So uh, it'll be interesting to see how long he's out for and how it's handled if they go and do anything with like uh, a PSA type of thing at the beginning of the show or when mm -hmm. he comes back, if there are subtle, like, you know, little jabs that are said about, you know, if a Chris, you know, if a Scorpio Sky or someone says something in a promo that's a, a slight conversation thing, but not actually saying something about it, where they say something but don't, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I don't, I hope they don't do that. I hope, I hope they, they need to stay away from that. That'd be bad. Okay. I think that'd be, that'd be a bad idea. I think they, I think they just need to promote, they just need to do a better job of promoting, you know, uh, black, yeah. black, black, you know, Black Lives Mattering, and making sure they're they're making that more of more of a more of a part of their more of a part of their company. Um, so, and hopefully we'll see. I mean, Corey, not for nothing. And did they have a black wrestler on the show on on Wednesday? Hmm. I don't know that. I don't know. If, I don't know that they did. They had the 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 tag. They had the five man tag. They had the tag at the end. I think Nyla Rose is African American. Yes. I'm not sure. She is. Um, so she was on. She was on the show for a minute, cutting up promo. Yeah, yeah. She she doesn't count. <laughs> She's terrible. Hey, no, wait. no, no she, was, she was. on the podcast. What no, she was. Uh, she was. No, she was. She was on the. She was on there. Um, uh, so those two, and then. And, and I don't mean she doesn't count as a black woman, but she's not like an impactful character. That's what I'm saying. It's not an impactful character on the show. But, and she was on it. So other than Nyla Rose. Well, and, uh, insert promo. But other, than, other than Nyla Rose and Cameron, I don't think they had a black character on their show. Yeah. So, you know, that, and Corey, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. That is a, that's a, that's a big problem. Um, you know, so maybe and so to me i don't care as like a as a black man like i don't care so much about like you could say whatever you want to say 
we're going to promote social change and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. It's what you do as a company. Um, you know, it's what you do as a brand and, um, you know, it's what, it's what, what initiatives you're putting in place, you know, what systems you're changing. So we'll see if this forces them to say, you know, maybe we really need to like, think about changing some stuff with our, with our broadcast, with our show. Um, so if that happens, I think it'll be, for, this will be for the better for sure. So, I mean, it's always tough to get from a serious subject like that moving on, but let's go to something a little goofy to lighten up the, uh, lighten up a little bit. And usually when I say goofy, I don't usually bring up new Japan pro wrestling, but let's, let's talk about a, something that came up over the last, I guess, week and a half. Uh, apparently this was Okada's idea that maybe the best wrestler in the world, but this might, Okada might be just taking the fall for this one. And most likely is a Gato idea and you know, whatever. But, uh, we're going to have the KOPW title slash trophy starting at the end of next month. Good, good luck explaining this one. Go ahead. Okay. So apparently it's going to be a eight man tournament where you're going to have four, four matches and they're going to be gimmick matches. Well, what's and the belt? What's the belt mean? Is the belt for gimmicks? Uh, yeah, kind of. So it's basically, it's like the hardcore title. Um, Kind of, I guess. It's, 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 it's with the, the big, one of the biggest problem with this ultimate thing is you have this super credible company, and I know you have limited guys available to work right now, but you basically are going to have eight guys in a eight, an eight man tournament. The four guys who win your matches are going to have a four man a, a four way match. The winner of the match will be able to pick their stipulations and defend this title, which is not really a title, till the end of the year. And they'll have to go and do matches. And the winner of the match will go and tell, the, tell their opponent what type of, like, stipulation match it will be. What in the world is Gato slash Okada thinking here? I, what yeah, the, I mean, obviously they're throwing some stuff, uh, throwing stuff against, against the wall, the wall sure. and seeing what sticks. It's an awful idea. I mean, let's just – I know this podcast is very pro-New Japan <laughs> – um, I think you're more pro New Japan than me. I'm I just kind of, service, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I just I just feel like I'm I'm in the middle on on things. Well, you know me. I always get the, the service. I usually get the service during the super during the super during the super right. juniors, and then I'll have it during the G1 or whatever. But you know, I mean, it wasn't a shot, buddy. It was just saying. I'm usually, so well, usually you do. Usually you do. You 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 figure out how to mention it. Usually, whenever we talk about New Japan, that I don't have. This <laughs> that was the point this time. Which is actually kind of annoying, but whatever. Um, I, I, I think, I, I think, listen, they do some great things, um, and they have some great matches and great angles and they have, and they have some things that are really dumb. They're in a tough position now because they don't have a lot of their roster. So they need to come up with gimmicks and tricks and, you know, make things mean something. So they're trying it. Is it a good idea? Absolutely not. Is it something they're trying to do that might not work? Yes. Um, am I going to kill them for trying it? I mean, no, because for the most part, they have a history of doing some good stuff. Like, you know, and I know we're going to mention probably the new Japan U S cup. That's a really good idea. So it's like, you, you know, you throw one bad idea, one good idea, you know, one bad idea, one good idea. So I think it's not that big of a deal. I certainly won't be watching any of the matches. Um, but it's a way to try to bring new fans in and, and, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's – and who knows? You know what? They, he has more good ideas than bad, and maybe this all works out. And, you know, middle of the year, I'll be sitting there, you know, watching a New Japan show and be like, you know what? This was kind of an entertaining little match. And I'll be like, hey, look at that. Gato had a good idea. I thought it was crap to begin with, and it worked out. I doubt it, but, hey, why not? So um, – oh, and like I said, the other reason why I brought it up, because I thought it was funny, and it felt like kind of one of those WWE ideas where – you're sitting there and going, why is this happening? So like that more than anything else, but let's get, let's get to the good and new Japan uh, kind of idea. As we know with COVID-19, unless you are a natural born uh, citizen, you can't basically go back to Japan, which uh, we know Kyrie Sane will be going back with their time WWE being over. But as a result, a lot of guys are, are, are not, um, are not in Japan right now, the Jeff Cobbs of the world, the Tamatangas. So as a result, they're doing a 
New Japan Cup USA, where the winner will get a shot some point against John Moxley. It's going to be interesting to see how often John Moxley's in New Japan and if they would do something in the U.S. with him. But they're going to do an yeah. eight-man tournament uh, starting Friday, August 7th. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? I think this is a pretty good idea to uh, either, yeah. one, get people to maybe get the service, you know, even, even for maybe a month to see the tournament, and two, maybe, you, you know, maybe develop a new star and, you know, give people a reason to care about New Japan or in the USA. USA. Yeah, no, I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. Um, I'm actually looking to see who's in the tournament now. So it's Carl, Carl Fredericks, one of the um, uh, New Japan guys who's training. Uh, Kenta, yep. Jeff Cobb, Tonga Loa, Tamatanga, Brody King, Chase Owens, and David Finley. So it's some interesting names. I would love to see Tamatanga win um, really? that, yeah. the tournament. Yeah, I think we talk about, you know, a singles push for him. We've talked about that for a long time. I think this might be the time. Um, and he's positioned to do that. He going against Brody King in the first round and then maybe David Finley in the second round. So, yeah, I think there's some interesting names. Um, it'd be cool, Tamatanga and Tangaloa in the, the, the main event of this, uh, in, in the tournament finals, I should say, because they, they, they'd be on a course possibly to meet each other. So brother versus brother, I think, would be interesting. Um, yeah, and I, I expect one of them to go far because of the ties of the Bullet Club. Um, so, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But I think more of maybe I, Kenta, maybe uh, setting up Kenta versus uh, John Moxley at some point. Maybe, but they've already had Kenta go for the title. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, they could have, they could really have any of these guys win except for maybe Cobb and Brody King and Chase Owens and whatever. Maybe or maybe the maybe they spring a surprise and David Finley is in there. Um, he's like my least favorite wrestler, but whatever. Um, I like David Finley, but I hear you. Yeah. So, like so, so yeah, no, I, but I think, I think it could be a fun little tournament. Um, and, you know, I'm interested to see Carl Fredericks. And, and so, you know, maybe I'll, when is that starting? Is it August 7th? Is it next yep. week? Next Friday, yeah. So it starts next Friday. Um, yeah. We'll It'll be see. every Friday for like a month, basically. It's, uh, yeah, I wonder if they could have made it, put more guys in it. It's only eight guys in it. I wonder if they could have gotten more, more U.S. guys to be a part of that. I mean, you know, maybe they could have, but I guess, you know, maybe I guess eight they thought was a good number, four weeks of programming, like basically like a month worth of programming because they, they did another series right before this, which kind of led to Carl Fredericks developing as a, like a standout guy mm -hmm. with the um, leading to, I guess it was a match against Jeff Cobb, which was like kind of a story that they told over like a month period. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Um, how, how successful they are. Like I said, they're doing their, their story, Japan-based stories, the U.S.-based stories. And like I said, if, they, if this leads to, you know, John Moxley maybe being on the show at some point, I mean, I find it a little interesting that if they'll, AEW is going to let their champion right now go on, a sh you know, go on that show, we'll see. Well, he, may, he may not have, but, he, but I guess, so here's the question. You may not know this. So this is New Japan World, mm -hmm. right? It's not a pay-per-view or whatever, but it is in the U.S. So could he be on the show? That's what or, I'm not sure. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think no matter what, whoever wins this tournament is going to beat him for the title. That's I, I do think that that's – yeah, I do think that that's going to happen. They, I don't think you do this tournament to have that guy lose to Moxley. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Thanks. A lot of interesting uh, things on that. Um, so let's see. Uh, I guess – one of the last things to talk about here today, um, Raw's ratings were okay for the first two hours. Third hour, which had two, two good matches, two, two matches that were uh, highly publicized. I mean, you had the Asuka versus Sasha Banks match for the title, and then the, uh, the non-title match uh, turned out to be an Extreme Rules match of Drew McIntyre versus uh, Dolph Ziggler. A one, I think it was like a 1.4 rating. Why do you think the third hour? I know the third hour usually. Well, when the third hour is third hour is hard. I mean, the third hour is just gonna be hard. Well, why do you think watch it just you, died like that? I mean, I mean, it wasn't like you know because you're watching you're watching three, anything, but you're watching three hours of empty arena wrestling. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I don't know. It's hard to sit through three hours of wrestling, man. 
It's it's hard. I, I mean, these third hours are never good. They're they're never good. And they had, I mean, the Ziggler McIntyre match I could care less about, but the Asuka uh, Sasha match was tremendous. Yeah. So, so I yeah I don't know. Th- these things are kind of hard to explain, but like we've talked about, some people are just out on these empty arena shows, and if you get a couple people say, hey, "I've been watching Raw for two hours," I'm going to go do something else. When it's summer, I'm going to go hang out on my back deck. I'm going to, you know, I, I do that. You know, I'll say I've been watching sports for a little bit too long. I'm going to go on my back deck and kind of chill out and relax for a little bit. And that's maybe that's what people did. It only takes a couple hundred thousand and then see a rating. Yeah, it is, it's crazy. I mean, I, I find that interesting to see how. And, 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 and I'm going to say this. I think both Raw and SmackDown were better this week. And I'm going to attribute that to Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Because we did a deep dive on them last week. We ripped the WWE creative process. And the two shows, the combined two shows, were maybe their best two shows that they've had. You know, like Raw being good and SmackDown also being good. They haven't had that in a really, really, really long time. I can't remember the last time both shows were good in the same week. So uh, congratulations to us. You're welcome. Um, donations uh, uh, at work shoot pod and send us a, you could, you can DM us and send us money if you want. Uh, but no, um, both shows were solid and the ratings are just, you know, they're just going to continue to be what they're, what they're going to be. Um, Vince on the, on the call, things that they're going to, they're going to shoot up and things are going to be fine. And so we'll see, but again, that's his stockholders and he's got to make them feel comfortable with, with how things are going. Um, so We'll see. All right, you brought it up. This last subject of the day. We had our second quarter numbers. Um, the big thing coming out of it, which I brought up on uh, on Twitter at WorkshoePod, numbers better than even expected. Counting the uh, still counting the people during their ninety day non compete clause. I just keep on saying. So uh, why did we release all these people? We talked about this at the time. <laughs> I mean, Dave Meltzer, and this is why we do this thing where, oh, rumors, oh, it's bullshit. All these guys don't know what they're talking about. Oh, they don't know anything, you know, so on and so forth. Um, uh, Meltzer said WWE's on pace for record profits this year, even with no fans because of TV, because of the network. They they were on profit for, they were on record for, for record profits. They were on course for record profits, and they still are. And they released all these people. This is why whenever you tell me about corporations, I, I, t- I, 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 can't, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Because to release these people, when you are already making money hand over fist, is such a bullshit move. It's such a shit move. And for guys like Gallows and Anderson to be like, oh, we're going to blame Paul Heyman. Get the fuck out of here. What does he have to do with it? He's not signing your paycheck. You know, again, we don't we don't want to blame corporations because we're scared of them, because well, I I don't know why, but for him to release all these people and to furlough people for any amount of time to take any money out of any of these people's paychecks who are working hard, if you're losing money, okay, if you're impact maybe I get it. Ring of Honor, I mean they're a big corporation too, but Ring of Honor is not making money from Ring of Honor or the the. The, the company's not making money from Ring of Honor. They're making money from their TV, Sinclair Broadcasting, right? Um, so I, I don't know, Corey. It's, I mean, we, talk, we talked about how horrible it was. It was it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, you know, again, it comes down to, you know, the, the whole Undertaker documentary where Undertaker was talking about how much Vince cared about him and loved him and loved him as a person and how great he was. We haven't seen any signs of that in all these things, all these dark side of the ring documentaries, all these wrestlers from the eighties and nineties talking about stuff that Vince did, um, you know, and, and, and all these evidence, all the, the, the different storylines he's had of how black people are portrayed and how Latinos are portrayed, um, you know, and now, and now we're seeing it with, with releases, you know, to, to, to release these guys in the worst economic crisis that we've had in many years, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it, it's so, it's so gross. It's almost hard to talk about. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's absolutely disgusting. It, it's disgusting. And he should be ashamed of himself. And, you know, it should have been made more of a big deal. 
you know, in the, in the media and out there, we didn't make as big of a deal of it, but we really should have. Um, yeah, just just disgusting. Uh, agreed. And uh, just a couple things. Uh, one, you mentioned uh, Dark Side of the Ring. I didn't get just mentioned this last week. Uh, for those of you who have Hulu, the Dark Side of the Ring series is now uh, you can stream that on Hulu. So I just thought I mention that for those who didn't get to watch it when it was initially on, because if you didn't have uh, Vice TV, so that's that's out there. People should, people should definitely check that out. It's a great watch. Um, two, it's amazing that the amount of money that this company has saved as a result of the pandemic, of, of doing shows from the PC, where they haven't had to spend any money on that. So that's uh, was interesting that it came out of the, uh, of the conference call. Um, it, the, the big thing that was, fu was funny comment, well, not funny, but just out of touch, which Vince from this conference call, was somebody asked, uh, so why is AW and, and NXT's ratings not have taken as big of a hit as uh, Raw and SmackDown? Jay, did you see the, his comment on why this was? I, I, I forget. I, f I forget what he said. I, I said, remember uh, it. Because they were, they were a newer product. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure going, wait, you're a new, wouldn't you, if you're a newer product, you have less name brand visibility, so people don't know who you are. It would be harder for people to actually remember you exist when you have 25 or 27, however many years. Yeah, he, yeah, he was grasping there. We, we, we know he was, <laughs> I mean, I know, but it was just like he was, he was, he was grasping. Yeah, no, that 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 comment didn't make any sense to me at the time either. He was completely grasping for straws. But uh, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how the third quarter and. I know for a lot of people, the, the market number really is, it's a weird conversation to have because, you know, us middle-class folk, you know, what do we know about the stock market? But it's an interesting conversation on how the business world takes a look at how WWE is thought of outside. And I guess the last comment in regards to that is, the other thing that came out of it is that apparently the rumor has been for a very long time was WWE Network was going to be going into a, a tier system where that they were going to be, you know, possibly doing like levels of like, you know, pay-per-views would be on like one level, uh, like different promotions like Evolve and Progress might be on another and then there'd be a free level and different things. So they're basically from what they were saying on the conference call is there's going to be a free level and a 999 level. So the idea of having the upper tiers, at least for right now, that, that idea is dead. But brings to point the idea of what happened right before the pandemic. And Jay, this part I want to get your opinion on. Right before the pandemic, there was all these rumors about next quarter that the pay-per-views, especially like WrestleMania we spoke about when the podcast first returned, was that, you know, might be going like to an ESPN Plus or a Peacock Network, one of these other places where the WrestleMania SummerSlam might go somewhere else. So with the idea of hearing that there's not going to be a new tier and it'll just be free and what we have now, What's your thoughts on maybe the future of that still happening? And do you think that's a smart move of just having this free tier that has, you know, the old stuff and, you know, NXT, you know, basically like documentaries and stuff. And then the tier that we're on that has like pay-per-views. Yeah. I mean, I think the idea that you have, I mean, I think the idea that, I mean, they could make money, Corey, just on having it be, whatever free tier, which I don't really know, whatever the free tier is, and then having a pay-per-view tier and then selling the big pay-per-view Survivor Series, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble to ESPN Plus or Peacock Network. The issue would be, the issue would be, are those places going to say, hey, we also want, you know, uh, payback and extreme rules and whatever. So that would be kind of the thing. Again, I'm not a businessman. I have no idea. I'm totally kind of coming up with this on the fly. But I think sure. financially, probably the most bang for their buck would be to make the four big pay-per-views a separate entity. Um, but then maybe people would be like, well, I don't want the networks. I don't care about extreme rules. But I don't know if that would happen because you're paying 10 bucks a month and like, you know, $10 a month is, is, is not, a, it's not nothing. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, you know, kind of, pocket change to a lot of people. So right. they might not lose people based on that too. It's like a gym membership where you have it and you forget, you, you know, you forget that it's there and you're every once in a while you watch it. And then if it's, it's $10, it, it is what it is. I mean, but I think that the I mean, yeah, question, a, a gym membership is 50, 60, $70 is $10. Right. 
You know, that's that's two lunches. I mean, basically, right? So it's Planet like hey, Planet Fitness ever comes back, I guess that's ten dollars. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess the last point of this would just simply be is the is the and I understand pandemic is a different model right now, but is the WWE AEW doing four pay per views a year? Fifty dollars, however much it is, two hundred dollars for the year if you buy all four. That's one thing. I I feel like they've gotten our money and they respect and we've had this conversation. Maybe going to the bar or whatever. They've you know they've earned the money, but is the WWE product good enough right now that if it's on ESPN Plus like the UFC model, is the average person going to be who's been for the last six years been on the mindset of paying ten dollars a month? Are they going to go back to the idea of paying sixty dollars or seventy dollars? For a sub, you know, a subpar product. Well, remember though, they don't need they don't need everybody to do it, right? They need a portion of their audience to do that, and then they're still making money off them while also still making money on the network if people don't drop the network. So I think it's a gamble, um, but they'll probably get people to buy the the pay per views um, because people have ESPN Plus, uh, Peacock, you know, people are getting that. So. You know, I, I think they could probably still do it and people would still, you know, um, people would still buy the pay-per-views. But you also would maybe alienate some of your audience. So I don't think there's something they could do now. I think there's something they could only do, you know, if we get a vaccine and the vaccine works. Everyone's talking about getting a vaccine, but it doesn't mean that shit's going to work. Um, I actually signed up for a trial myself. So, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything I could do to help this. Breaking this, news. Anything I do to help get rid of this thing, like I'm in for. Um, but no. Um, so if there is a vaccine, then I think they could look into it. Before then, they, no one's gonna, no, no one's gonna pay sixty dollars to watch, to watch what we're watching. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, again, it's the ten dollar thing of well, ten dollars, whatever. It's something to watch right now. Sixty dollars, I think it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to get people to pay that. Really yeah, hard. Just yes, yes, ask our buddy. Uh, Former guest on the show, uh, host of the fan, <clears throat> host of the fantasy hustle, uh, Brian Drake. He basically is out. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Jay, I think we covered a lot of great things this week. Spoke about some contra- controversial subjects, but we handle them all with care and respect, which uh, we do each week. Uh, I think it's a good time to uh, close this one out. Let people know how they can uh, follow us on, you know, all the social medias. Uh, maybe not TikTok anymore, but uh, let's uh, bring it home. I've never had TikTok. I know nothing about that. That is way past my age bracket. Yeah, you mean we're not uh, going to dance uh, for 10 seconds or whatever? I mean, Instagram is past my age bracket. I'm like still trying to figure out how to do stories. Uh, anyway, uh, on Twitter, at Worked Shoot Pod. Twitter I do know about. Um, at Worked Shoot Pod. Uh, Corey's at Paladin808 if you want to follow him. We are Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Our Facebook page is Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Um, we have like two separate pages kind of thing, like a page where we put our podcast up and a page where it's more of a discussion-based thing. Uh, but just type in Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast on Facebook, you'll find us. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere where you get um, your podcast. Leave us a review uh, on iTunes, five stars, and we will read it on the air. Thanks. Very cool. And of course, you can find our sister podcast, You Don't Know Jackie. Um, Everywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, ladies talking comedy, uh, all different subjects every week. Just did a couple of shows on the Netflix show Unsolved Mysteries. I believe they're doing a show on the Indian Matchmaker show coming up, I believe, next week. And uh, a lot more great uh, entertainment on that end. So you can check them out wherever you uh, follow your podcasts. But as always, thank you very much for listening. Jay, as always. The final word is yours. I think we're done here. See ya.